LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel Center ministry every week. And you're probably wondering, why are we so excited? I am wondering why we're so excited. Well, it's the end of the year. Oh, that's right. December 31. Now, normally this is a time of joy. Sometimes it's a little bit sadness thinking back on the year, thinking I could have done so much, <laughs> but the year's already gone. Or maybe it's, it's excitement because we're looking forward and we're going, wow, I'm glad to put 2018 behind us. whole gamut of emotions. and It's complex. It's very, very complex. complex. Yep. Now, the one thing's brought to you thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. Uh, we're also proudly part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network, and we'd encourage you to check out our new network page on iTunes and see all the other quality Christian podcasts available there. Stay to the end of the show, and we'll give you our pick of the month. But for now, you've pressed play on episode 38, New Year's Resolutions. Well, we have made it. I feel like we need to cue the music over the top and, and have that kind of... Dramatic you know, crescendo. Dramatic crescendo of looking back at all the moments, us yeah. walking you know, through the autumn leaves. Yes. Uh, the spring flowers coming up. Just the exciting you know, year that we've had. If only people could see your hand movements at the moment. But I realise we're not making a movie. We're actually doing an audio podcast. Perhaps in 2019, though, that could be the goal, a movie. Now you're probably you're probably thinking how have we how have we survived? We've got to episode thirty eight, thirty eight of these things. Yeah, that's good. Well, we are doing one of those things that you see often, you know, when sitcoms have run out of you know run out of time. We are going to look back on our on our favourites mm-hmm. from the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a past look, and I'm hoping Mark can give us some beautiful music mm-hmm. as we as we do that. Yep. And so I want to come to you first, Derek, because you've been a critical member of the One Thing team. I just want you to know that. I feel like I've made up at least 40% <laughs> of the One Thing talent, yeah. Um, so we want to just give you a little bit of a taste of, of the three episodes that we've loved the most uh, doing. So, Derek, can you give us your top three? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. First one, uh, episode number eight. Uh, you get the audience to preach for our Stuart. Can you give us your biggest beef with uh, preaching that you hear in Australian churches? Oh, biggest beef. Well, I don't think I'm the great preacher, but I've got a heart for the lost. And I think what I do, I, I end up critiquing a lot of talks for, especially young guys, either in Bible college or recently out of Bible college. And I just see, I keep hearing us preach to only Christians in church. Like we're preaching to the Christian club. And then I ask them, by the way, how many visitors do you get? And they say, oh, hardly any. And I think, well, that's because you're telling people every week this is just for Christians. Mm. And we wonder why. See, what you do is you subliminally tell your congregation, don't bring your friends. This is just for Christians. The three I've picked, I should just say, these are my three favourite topics. Um, but this one, I, I love hearing Al on this. Someone this say hobby horses. Hobby horses. You can say topics. Uh, well, this is Al's hobby horse, and this is my <laughs> hobby horse as well. Uh, I love it. So the, this episode was about um, uh, how it is that when you preach, actually uh, people self-select they will or they won't listen to you. And over time, uh, the audience you're preaching to will reflect who it is you're actually preaching for. And it's, it's so important. We, uh, we, need, we need to be thinking through how, I guess, the, the whole service uh, you know, reaches out and reaches beyond the people that we've just got in the room. Uh, and preaching is, is a key part of that. Yep, absolutely. And so, look, if you are pejorative about people who aren't there, if you're uh, sidelined and make fun of people, you build straw man arguments, you are going to fill the room with people who will nod their head and agree with everything you say, 
and they're all going to be Christians and they're all going to be ungracious and you're not going to reach anyone that doesn't know Jesus. Okay, we just need to ask Derek to step off. Okay, all right, that sorry. Was already, a little episode eight, sorry, yes. that was episode eight. That was episode eight. So check that out. It'll be in the show notes. You create the audience you preach to. Yep. So what's your number two, Derek? Okay, my number two, uh, episode number 18, Talking Religion with the No Religions with Matty Barco. We're not in a, in a place these days where people turn up to something and hear the gospel and become Christians. That's so rare. Like it does happen, but it's, it's pretty rare. People are so far away from the gospel now that we have to meet them back where they are. You just said so many people have no religion. They haven't grown up with religion, haven't grown up with Christianity. They, they know nothing. So there's so many steps back and we want to meet them back there. We think people want to be heard before they're willing to hear. Now, is that because Matty Varco is a beautiful man or you actually enjoyed the topic? Well, why why do you distinguish between those two things? <laughs> uh, he is he is the Wolverine of uh, Grace City and the inner city of Sydney. Uh, Matty is the mission pastor at uh, Grace City, and uh, he was coming on to share. In fact, it was so good this one that we extended it to two episodes. Um, he was coming on to talk about how it is you engage in that inner city area where people are disconnected from each other, but disconnected from God as well, and who may have no interest in God, but uh, an inkling that there is something more, how it is you connect with them and get them thinking about those deeper things of life together uh, with your church community and with each other as well uh, in order to help them uh, explore Jesus. So Derek, tell us why it is, is another hobby horse for you. Well, because I, I think as we feel like we're under siege as Christians more and more, we feel like that, the reality is there are actually more opportunities. People are still asking the same questions. Uh, there are still the same existential crises going on in people's lives. And people have fewer and fewer people uh, who they can talk to about it. And so the beauty of this episode, when hearing what Grace City are doing, and other churches are doing as well, but the beauty of this episode was that they were uh, connecting people in community around questions that everyone is asking. Uh, and I think we need to work hard and be deliberate at doing that. Even though it's, it's not easy, but people are asking questions and we've got Jesus, so we need to connect those two. And they did something. They actually did the hard work of actually thinking through what, what would work. They've, they're running it again next year. They're learning from what they did. Uh, so it's a really practical episode that had some excellent tips for, for running an you know, evangelistic event that actually engages with, uh, with non-Christians. Yep. Okay, what is your final walk down memory lane moment? Uh, episode 23, Delegation, Not Abdication with Graham Fuller. Why do you think uh, church and ministry leaders struggle with that? Uh, uh, there's probably a few reasons. I think one of the reasons is um, we're under pressure, but it also I think comes from a sense of um, who we are as leaders and a failure to own the entirety of the ministry under us. So whatever is um, being entrusted to us, um, the ro- role and responsibility of a leader is to own it fully, uh, intensely, not in a territorial way, but in a way that... Um, takes full responsibility for what happens. And so when I delegate or I empower someone under me to take a portion of that role or area, I still retain responsibility over it, even though I've given them responsibility. So tell us, uh, why did you enjoy Graham so much? Uh, oh, well, actually, to be honest, everything that I hear Graham speak on, I think he's incredibly thoughtful. Um, and this is just another in- instance of that. Um, I think for this, this is particularly for people who are in leadership, um, we have a tendency either to abdicate 
And so to hand something over and just say it's not my responsibility anymore or to micromanage and to hold people back uh, is where this idea of, of delegation or empowerment, as Grant talks about in the episode, is, is a deliberate handing over and development of people uh, without abdicating. So staying close to them, situational leadership ideas, uh, helping them grow as people, uh, discipling them through it, but uh, acknowledging the reality that God gifts the church differently and we are not the centre and we are not the be-all and end-all uh, of God working in and through the church. And so this idea of delegation, this idea of empowerment, actually helping people grow uh as people and, and in the ministry, it's something we're you know commanded to you know regularly hear uh, you know Paul's you know entrusting you know entrust the gospel to uh, to people. We're, we're encouraged to do it, but as you said, we, we don't do it very well in the in the church, and it's a real it's a real uh, growth blocker. Yep, it really slows us down. Mm, absolutely. Uh, we're going to get Scott to reflect on his top three in a moment. But first, uh, we've got your final instalment of the Toolbox for the Year for us, Scott. Well, since we're looking back on the year, I thought I'd share with you the top three resources that have proved most helpful for me this year, uh, beginning with uh, a, a book that we've talked about a lot. Uh, it's Sam Chan's book on evangelism. Uh, lots of helpful stuff in there. It, it's prompted a lot of great discussions around the place. And one of the key things I've got to add is, is, is just the question that I ask you know, most when I'm in a conversation with someone about Jesus, uh, what's the faith background that you grew up with? And I just, I just provide that just has a, a whole bunch of opportunities for actually talking to people about Jesus. Evangelism in a sceptical world. That, that is the book that I'm talking about. Uh, the second resource is uh, ABS Quick Stats. It's free. Uh, and, and I reckon an important part of, uh, of understanding how to take the gospel to your community is actually understanding your community first. So... It's a free website. It's a free resource. Can I encourage you to uh, check out ABS Quick Stats and start thinking and into understanding uh, your community. And the final resource uh, of the year uh, is a another checklist resource uh, that I think uh, we've talked about a few times. Uh, that's quite helpful, uh, and it's just a secret guest survey. I think often our often our church services are places where we just become comfortable in. And so Tom Rohn has put together a really helpful secret guest survey. Uh, I reckon it's a helpful thing uh, to get someone to do this from outside your church, uh, to do that a couple of times a year, because uh, it's very interesting how we, we get just caught up in, uh, in the same stuff uh, each year. So that would be my third um, resource that I want to encourage people to think about. Uh, today's episode of The Toolbox and The One Thing have been brought to you in partnership with the Christian Standard Bible Podcast. Uh, what does it mean for God's Word to be effective? Christianity Today and the Christian Standard Bible have partnered together to answer this very question in the new Living and Effective podcast. Season 1, join the host Richard Clark as he looks for the hidden history of the Bible, wrestles through tough questions, explores what the future holds for the church. Uh, Listen and subscribe to Living and Effective wherever you get your podcast. Living and Effective was created in partnership with the Christian Standard Bible, a Bible translation that is accurate to the original languages. Readable for all levels and meant to be shared with others. Isn't it great that we have the Bible translated uh, into you know into different languages, but also different formats? I reckon, we, I reckon I take that for granted all the time. All the time. Yeah, it is. CSBible.com, this one. Uh, it's excellent. I really like Christian Standard, actually. Uh, it's good. So now it's time to delve into the mind of Scott Sanders. Wow, this is scary. This is scary. A dark and murky place at the best of times. And fish out from the dredges of his mind the top three lessons that he's learnt, courtesy of the one thing. Scott, who's in your top three this year? Well, I, I want to go back to our first episode. You know, you know how pilots, you kind of look back on them, you think, wow, we really wore that. 
we looked that young. You know, it was only 38 episodes ago, but, but the first one was a really important one, convictions driving your direction. I'm particularly talking to people who lead churches here that if you're going to be stepping into leadership, there, there is this underlying missional conviction that has to shape what we do because that's the underlying shape or direction of the Bible. That's where it's flowing, it's driving. It's not everything the Bible says. It's important to say that. I'm not saying it's every you know counsel of God here, but when we don't understand the direction or the drive that history is heading towards, there's this danger that you can have a biblical conviction, have lots of biblical convictions that don't necessarily gel with the arc of biblical history. Why was it so important? Because I guess over the course of the year, those those convictions have just been, again, a great reminder for me uh, to, to encourage me in my Christian life, but also to encourage me as I think into uh, how we can better see you know, new churches start and also see established churches reaching out for the gospel. So, so those convictions of, you know, there, there is, a, there is a heaven and hell. That, that's a reality. And that, you know, that hope of, uh, of God's future restoration of, of the world and of us, uh, should be driving us. The reality that people without Jesus are going to go to hell, uh, needs to drive us. The, the, the fact of the cross, it, it was necessary. We, we need God's grace and it's only through his death on the cross that we can be saved. Having you know that biblical vision, all things are actually being brought together under Christ. That's so helpful in our culture, which is again pushing back and saying, "Well, as a Christian, you know you're stupid. As a Christian, you haven't got it all worked out." It's it's a great to see that actually God is is pulling everything under Him. And then the shortness of life. I've been to a few funerals this year, and again, that's something that you don't often experience. But this year has been a, you know a year of death. That that's helpful to be reminded of because. Uh, our health is uh, is something that we take for granted. I've turned forty this year, and I'm feeling Whoa. old. Not as old as Derek, but I'm feeling old no, nonetheless. No, that is that is quite old. It guys, is quite it? old. And then and then the final con, uh, you know the final conviction of of, uh, of love, and so therefore we we ought to be making disciples. Uh, so all those convictions need to drive that you know disciple making culture, that desire to actually have the awkward conversation with someone and uh, about Jesus. I'm glad we did that one first. That was a good one to start off. Yep, good. All right, what next? Uh, the second one is um, is from a, a really good mate of mine. Uh, he's he's been discipling me for a very long time. So Al Stewart. It was episode eleven. Uh, what should I be doing now? The biggest challenge in ministry is structuring your time. What do I do now so that future Derek has leaders trained, has enough resources, that kind of thing, so that the ministry is building, etc. I wouldn't say week to week. I'd start with a year planner. And, and then once, you, once you've kind of got that, you've got your flow of your year, the flow of each month, then you start to think about your weekly routine. And I reckon that's one of the most difficult uh, questions in ministry that, that we actually face. How do we actually work out what's next on, on, on our agenda? I, I'm someone who you know, loves going down the rabbit hole, uh, you know, loves pressing into, into the detail, uh, and it's helpful uh, just to have you know, our Stuart's wisdom on, well, actually, how do you, how do you work on the important stuff? Uh, and set the priorities for ministry as a must. And it's, it is good to have um, older guys who have been in Christian ministry, you know, giving wisdom. I think that's one, been one of the, you know, the delightful things of the podcast, just to be, uh, you know, hearing from, uh, from older saints uh, about ministry. Mm, absolutely. It's a great thing about being part of a network as well, Geneva Bush. I feel like we, uh, we get to share that wisdom. That's good. All right. 
Number I three. could have had the opportunity to have a go at Derek Sage then, but I didn't. I just want you to note that audience out there. Well, thank you, Scott, for, the, for restraining yourself one time throughout the entire year. Amazing restraint. Fruit of the spirit right there. It was, thank you. <laughs> uh, come on, number three, let's go. Uh, episode 19, When the Media Calls. Uh, we couldn't do this podcast without the, the prodding, the gentle prodding and nudging from, uh, from Mark Hadley. But the reality behind Mark is he's not only a good product, he actually understands the media. Okay, Mark, planning a church, get a call one day, it's the media. What do you do? With the way you say the media, you make it sound like the mafia. I'm just <laughs> assuming it's one person, though. <laughs> well, that's the thing, that, that most people actually treat it the same way. Yes, so they worry, about, they worry about a call from the media like they worry about a call from the taxation department. Um, something terrible is going to happen one way or another. So I guess the first thing you want to say is if the media comes. Just remember, firstly, that's a journalist on the other end. He's probably working for local radio. He, he might even live in your street. Okay, so as a normal human being, he's got a job he's going to do, and it's not all negative. Now, the, the struggle is you've got to understand their life and what they're dealing with. So generally speaking, they haven't come with an axe to grind. That's not to say that there aren't programs or journalists out there who are there to grind an axe and, and to do it so on the bones of some poor Christian church planner. But the truth is that most people have had an idea for a story about something that is new to them. This is, is increasingly going to be an issue for pastors. And, uh, and I just found, you know, Mark has got years and years and years of media advice. Uh, just his helpful way of reframing the question uh, that's being asked, helpfully pushing back so that you can get towards the gospel and talking about Jesus, I think, I think was really helpful. Uh, so I'd encourage you to listen to this one, you know, particularly uh, if you get a call from the local media saying, hey, we want to talk to you, uh, if that just comes out of the blue, uh, I'd encourage you to have that when you when you do, do go to community events as well because I think some of the advice that Mark has there for talking with the media can also be helpful uh, if you've been asked to you know, speak at an Anzac Day service or go to a local school to, uh, to share something because I think increasingly we are going to have people who aren't on our side and it's important to be ready to uh, have an answer when that is the case. And this is so good, this episode, that um, we actually created a course out of it. So we got Mark to film uh, three uh, different videos. We created a course. You go to training.churchintobox.online. Uh, you'll find the, the course on media done by Mark. Uh, just very helpful, sharp, practical, uh, worth going to see. That brings us to the end of the show. So, Derek. And what- free. And free. Mark is silently, he's the man, he's the brains behind this, Howard, saying, say free. It is free, isn't it? Now, that brings us to the end of the show. So, Derek, what's the one thing people should be taking away from the one thing in 2018? The one thing from the one thing. Ministry isn't insurmountable for a whole number of reasons. It, it can seem daunting and confronting, and we go in with a, with a passion to reach the lost and to grow the saints, and God is gracious in that even through our shortcomings. But just, you know, we, we work uh, in a world which has cause and effect under God and there are things that we can do, wisdom that we can draw from the world, from God's word, in order to more effectively do what we do to reach the lost and mature saints. So ministry is hard but it's not insurmountable. So the one thing that I've been encouraged by this year from the one thing from meeting up with people talking is that there are small little shifts we can take in our ministry to more effectively and more encouragingly uh, drive towards the goals that uh, God has set out in his word and we got into ministry for, that is to reach the lost and to grow the saints. 
Well, the one thing is a proud member of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. And if you're looking for some more good podcasts to follow, check out Group Answers. Hosts are Chris Surratt and Brian Daniel will help you resource, train, and encourage small group leaders. And small groups are, are such a vital part of, of growing the community and the life and discipling people in your church. So just look up Group Answers on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. And while you're looking around on the net, if you happen to come across the One Thing page and you liked what you heard today, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment to rate the show on iTunes and even look back uh, at some of those episodes. You've only got a little bit of snippet of our best of. It'd be worthwhile looking back over the uh, the last 38 episodes and uh, checking out those favourites. I don't understand how someone stumbles across the One Thing. Like, what are you typing it's into your browser? Google and search him. I think if you just type in Derek Hanna, the One Thing, it'll come up about fourth on your list. Is that right? Before that, though, you'll find out all about Derek Hanna. Okay. Well, that won't be very interesting. Anyway, thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. Coming up in our next episode, our first episode for 2019, now we're going to start with a bang. Our first guest of the year, uh, we speak to the legendary stats wizard, Mark McCrindle. Now, Mark's going to give us a step-by-step approach to breaking down your community. Till then, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon. (laughs)